Who were you before you lost your wild self? That's what we're helping you explore on the Tend Her Wild podcast. Through questions and tools around how best to listen to your inner voice, rewild ourselves, and live the most authentic life where we thrive instead of survive. I'm Betsy. And I'm Kate. And we're so glad you've joined us for this episode. Hello, this is Kate, and welcome to today's episode, everyone. We are so excited to have a special guest with us today. But before we make that introduction, I want to acknowledge what is happening right now in this moment in our country. As you know, I'm a former lawyer and prosecutor, and watching the confirmation hearings for Ketanji Brown-Jackson, I want to acknowledge her grace under fire, her authenticity, her intellect, and strength. It's an inspiration, and she is making history for all of us. So I just want to honor that today. Yay. Thank you, Kate. Yeah, thanks for that. And now our guest, we are so thrilled to have Miss Polly Price with us today. <laughs> Polly is a personal trainer at the University of Iowa Community Wellness and Recreation Center. She was born a New Yorker, raised a Texan. She is now hailing from the Midwest and loving every minute. Polly has dipped her toe into many different paths along the way. Photojournalist, actor, model, clean water activist, mother, grandmother, garden enthusiast, amateur writer, and risk taker. She believes in the quote, experience is the privilege of being human. So, Polly, Yay, we are Polly! So to have you. Oh my gosh, the energy in this room is phenomenal. <clears throat> it is. Love having you here. I'm a little bouncy right now, yeah. Bounce so, away. I just want to share first and foremost... Uh, when I met Polly, because for me, when we started this podcast and we thought about women, you popped right, you were right to the on top the top of, of the list. list. Oh, cool! For real, and it's because of the way we met. I'm so embarrassed. No, <laughs> I, I, it for me was. I'll, I, I remember it so well. It was spring. You had mm -hmm. been here maybe six months. Mm -hmm. Someone introduced us. We emailed. And you met me for lunch. You, you admitted today you were late. You came bouncing <laughs> so in, late. came bouncing into this restaurant. And I was like, who is this woman? And you sat down and our lunch lasted two and a half hours. I mean, I missed things to stay because I was having so much fun. And you just shared. You were open and vulnerable mm. and authentic. And I left there like, that is who I want to be. Uh, I, I'm not kidding. So good. Well, I do feel like I, I sort of vomited everything on you. And, <laughs> and, you know, in retrospect, I look back and I think, wow, was that too much? No, it was not. <laughs> was and I think that we ask ourselves that as women all the time. Am right. I too much? And that's why we're doing this podcast because right. none of us are too much. Like right. we're supposed to be in our fullness all the time. Right. And, and we don't do it. Right, right. And, and it's so funny because when I think back on certain relationships or situations in my life, you know, I was always told you're too much, Ugh. too much back away. And that's the wild away. woman. That's the wild woman is that's too right. much. And so we're conditioned to believe we have to like tuck it in. And today I'm almost 65. I say, you can say it. <laughs> Just say you. it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Yes. You know, it's like going on a date or sleeping with somebody for the first time and the lights go off not not anymore mm. the lights are on this is it dude mm -hmm. <laughs> this it is it this is me How, okay so you can say that now at 65 sitting here across from us was when did you get there oh wow well, like when it, did you get to the like this is it here i am i i think probably mid 40s Okay. Yeah, that's um, pretty consistent with Yeah. Her. Yeah. Probably mid-40s. I was thinking about that today that, you know, I think we're the most um, transformational in our 40s. Some of Ooh. us early, some of us later. But when I think back, for me, um, I had just gotten sober, mm -hmm. uh, late 30s, and 
it took a while to get used to that, right? And to find who, what I liked, who I liked, who I am, what I am. And I think about mid 40s, late 40s, I finally said, fuck it. Mm. You know, this is it, dude. You like it or you don't. Yeah. And I'm moving on. And as I said earlier, you know, as long as I don't hurt people, <laughs> hurt myself, um, be kind, generous, be of service, I'm living my best life. Yeah. Or as my girlfriend's son would say, I'm living my best wife. <laughs> it was the funniest thing. Oh my God. <laughs> How you doing, Nick? I'm living my best wife. <laughs> Oh. Wait a second. I have to go back because I thought you said I'm whipping my own wife. <laughs> and I was like, how does that fit in with our podcast? <laughs> I get it now. This is a young boy. I was imagining um, like a, a 16, 18 year old boy saying this. I'm like, wait a second. I'm whipping my best wife. Whipping my best wife. Oh, it's man. so cute. And so great. I laugh at that all the time. And it's true. Yeah. You know? Well, I I want to I want to start. We we've started with guests talking about our first ten years mm-hmm. and how formidable those ten yeah. years are. So and it always then like comes circles like circles back. around in the interview about like oh yeah it's because of those first ten years. Yeah. So share with us how you grew up, where you grew up, and what was like. Well, um, in New York, big family, six children. Two singles and then two sets of twins. Wow. So three boys and three girls. Um, I don't think my parents were prepared. I don't think anybody's prepared for that, really. Yeah. Um, but with four pregnancy and, and two sets of twins there, right? I mean, she got a little more than she bargained for. So I was one of the middle twins. I oh, you're a twin. twin. I have a twin brother. <gasps> I don't think I knew that. Yes. And... Well, we don't really look the alike. Um, we're fraternal. We have similar personalities, which is really mm. ironic because the rest are, you know, obviously very different. But Bobby's a detacher, quiet, dry wit, um, sort of likes peace and calmness. And I said that we were a lot alike, but I'm that way in on the opposite of the spectrum. <laughs> ah. Loud, gregarious. Love to network, love to touch, kiss, lick. Uh, do, you know, I'm all about it. But we like to just keep our distance, you know. So I feel he and I are the same at that point, at, um, in that respect. The rest of my family, very codependent, enabling, emotional, dramatic. Mm. My mom was an actor. My dad was an insurance adjuster. Um, it wasn't always great, but it was the 50s. Yeah. In yeah. the 60s, right? Before we started the interview, you ta- you just said something briefly about your parents being, you know, like you were raised in the 50s. And right. so like that there was a lot of boxes. A lot of boxes. I was thinking about this the other day that um, I had a uh, an accident when I was eight. So I fell off a bike, broke my jaw. And um, the way, so a woman picks me up brings me home with my head wrapped in a towel. I'm bleeding from every orifice, right? Fractured skull, broken jaw, everything. So as she drives up to the house, and this, by the way, is my memory. It could be different, right? So, but my memory is she drives up to the house and she basically carries me and delivers me to my mother who walks down the driveway in her very June Cleaver pearl, black piquet, white buttons, pearls, beautiful. My mother is a beautiful woman. And I remember looking at her thinking, are you upset? Are you, you know, Mm. thinking like, is there something wrong? No, it was sort of a Thank you very much. You know, don't show the emotion, not to anyone outside. And of course, all hell broke loose when I got in the house. Mm. So, you know, it was always about what other people thought. And I think we've all seen those television shows, right? That it's all about what will the neighbors think. How can you hold it all together? Right. Right. So that's kind of the way we grew up. You know, a lot of go to church and come home while I beat the shit out of you. Right. So, and I, I won't go into all those details. And I love my parents dearly, but um, it's just the way it was back then. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, for me, with all those kids, I couldn't wait to get out. Strict Catholic upbringing, go to confession. We would make up shit. 
just to go to confession. <laughs> I mean, you wanted to go to confession? Only, well, yeah. I mean, you're eight, nine, It was 10. required. It was right. required. You have to go to confession. You start making things up. Because you I have, used to take a post-it list. <laughs> Because that says a lot about me, doesn't it? <laughs> you, know, you were required, and we would make, you know, just... Then I got into high school, and I had um, groups of friends, all the sort of the Italian, reckless, irresponsible people <laughs> who didn't think much about school. Then there were the uh, theater kids, smarter, Jewish... So I had all these different mm. groups that I loved, right? Yeah. So I can be here with Friends them. Friends with all of them. Right, and yeah. be here with them. So basically growing up and being whatever anybody needed me to be. Mm. Right? You were like a chameleon. Right. You were the shapeshifter. You would just yeah. shift in a... A little Gemini here. Oh, oh, you're a Gemini. So it served me, right? I could do that. But yeah, it was it was tough with all those kids and um, not enough to eat and not enough to do and not enough space to, to mm-hmm. sleep and or clothes. Um, so, you know, my father only wanted the best for us, but his way of wanting that or teaching that was probably not the kindest. Mm. Um, my mother was... She was sort of a jack of all trades. She could do anything. Mm. And she was beautiful doing it. You know, so she became kind of my idol. I just wanted to be her. Wow. But unfortunately, she was um, an alcoholic. Mm. So there you go. So there you go. (laughs) I grew up to be like her. Yeah, of course. And I I don't want to lean on that or, or, or emphasize that so much, but that is a big part of my life. Yeah. Right. Um, I didn't get sober until I was 38. I think we'd love, I will, I, if you're open to it, would love to hear about that because it's such a common thing and it's still such a hidden thing that it's like, keep it in the box. Right. Keep it quiet. Right. But I really honestly don't know anyone whose life hasn't been touched Mm -hmm. by someone who's an addict. It's just so like, I'm curious, whatever you feel open to share, just in terms of us, we're trying to talk about hard stuff Mm -hmm. so people don't feel alone. It's it definitely as an alcoholic, you think it's only about you. I'm drinking, I'm hurting myself, I'm doing whatever has nothing to do with you. But alcoholism or addiction, period, has a ripple effect. Yeah. Mm. And that's a fact. Right. Yeah. The people close to us, our friends, our job, our kids, our parent, everybody is affected. Um, and you really, for me, and, you know, I've been in this program 27 years, and I learn something every time, um, every day. <laughs> you can't really make a change unless you're really, really willing, mm-hmm. even with a court order, which, by the way, I didn't get. But, um, yeah some people can't really make that change unless they're forced you know it's that you hear about that rock bottom um some bottoms are higher than others right right so it doesn't really matter how you get there where you get there um and when that happens but when it does happen you know in true poly fashion i gave it everything i had Mm. (laughs) i'm gonna do this right um and I will talk a little bit about that. It really came to a head for me when I um, got married the first time. Um, us, so let's talk. Let's, about that. Yeah, let's start yeah, there. <laughs> Can we just like side mark? We're going to come yes, back to alcoholism because yes, I think yes, that's yes. such a powerful topic. But yeah, yeah okay. You so you young, left the house at eighteen. You were a young bride. I was a young bride. How old? I was, well, I met Ben at 17. Okay, so we should say who Ben is. Ben was a professional golfer, Ben Crenshaw, hailed from Austin, Texas. Um, He was playing a tournament in Westchester County uh, Country Club. Um, No, none of the other kids wanted to go to the tournament with my father. I felt bad, so I said, okay. Your father was a big golfer? Big golfer. Both my parents were. Both your parents were big golfers. They are both, they played tennis. Uh, my mother was a diver. My dad played semi-pro baseball. So we were always very, very active. I mean, always pushed out of the house to go do. And back then, we all laugh about this. And I think a lot of people hear those stories. We came home when the streetlights came on. Right. Right. Yeah. Everybody hears that yeah. story. And we trudged through the snow uphill without shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. None of that. Um, 
So uh, I went to the tournament, and of course, you're how old? I was seventeen. Okay, I think I long had, legs. Yeah, beautiful. I probably had cutoffs. You probably had cutoffs. <laughs> crop t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. Long know. blonde hair. And at Westchester Country Club, which is a sort of a highfalutin kind of country club, um, but I grew up in Westchester County, a small town in Westchester. Um, so I go, my father sort of zeroes in on this guy, beautiful guy, Taxon, young, successful. I think he was on the tour maybe a year before that. Um, and at some point in time, Ben comes over to the side as we walk the course and follow on a practice day. This was on a Tuesday. He comes over, introduces himself. My dad's over the moon thinks, uh-oh, this is it, right? Mm -hmm. Marry off my daughter. Pipe dream, thinking, I had no idea. So he invites us back Thursday. We come back on Thursday. I'm a little more appropriately dressed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. And we have lunch. Did, were you attracted to him? Like, or Well, yeah, I was yeah. a teenager. He yeah. was blonde, sandy hair blonde, looked like a little surfer guy, you know, um, I, I, I don't know that I was over the moon about it, but yeah. It's kind of exciting. He's a cute yeah, yeah. yeah. And that he would come over and talk to me, like, sure. what's the big deal? But yeah. And that grew, of course. Um, and then I go back on Thursday and then finally again on Saturday and the relationship starts. Mm. So he, I'm in, I'm a junior in high school. Okay, this is over the summer. So the next year will be senior. He, um, at some point we have dinner, we talk about things, we have a great time, it's wonderful. My father just thinks he's hit the jackpot. He's hit the jackpot. He's hit the jackpot. Right. Not so much for me, but he. And I, and I hope my father forgives me. He passed away two years ago, so... Um, but I've written about this, too, because this was pivotal for me. Um, I had plans to go to college, took my SATs, took everything. But then suddenly, <laughs> you know, switch gears. I'm now engaged to a professional golfer. At eight, I was 17 in, in high school, in my senior year. Turned 18 in that, the June of that year. Right? Yeah. I get married two weeks after my graduation. From high school. From high school. Wow. No mm. college. No nothing. Every I don't need college now, my dad says. Right? Mm. And he says, if you marry this guy, I can go to my grave a happy man. Oh. So what does a good Catholic girl do? Marries the guy. Yes. Because that's what we do. We got to please. <laughs> please yeah. our parents, yeah. right? Yep. He knows more than I do. He knows better. So I did. And, and I mean, I love the guy. It was great. But I was a kid. Yeah. Right? So suddenly I'm thrust. The limelight. In this Hollywood-esque, celebrity-esque lifestyle. I don't know. You know I don't know anything, right? Nothing, nothing. I, I'm barely 18. We go mm. to Vegas. I get kicked out because I'm not I, old enough. Right. <laughs> you know, and they're all, you know, I, I don't really know where I am in space. And sure. I try really hard. Ben um, sort of just went back to doing what he did, which was practice, uh, uh, press release. It, you know, there's that whole thing when you're a, a sports guy a pro athlete, I just sort of tagged along, if you will. That's not really in my DNA. Mm, yeah, <laughs> so it's such a good point to you. Right. You, you couldn't, didn't, you couldn't actually be yourself. I couldn't. And so I you was, were supposed to have won this jackpot, right. but it completely lessened I, who you were. Right, and taking the back seat, I thought at 18, is this really going to be me? Mm. Mrs. Ben Crenshaw, what happened to Polly? Yeah. So I think back then I thought about those things, didn't know how to act on it. Right. 
Um, I'm sure didn't have a teacher or a guide no. or anyone sort of. No, and couldn't really even you. voice it. No. Well, there was one one of the wives, um, Tom Weisskopf's wife, Jeannie, and I wrote about this um, recently, and she told me, you know, because she had a hard time, and she said, Jeannie, I have lost who Jeannie was. And so they ended up splitting, and I thought about that for a long time. Well, my idea of, of taking a stronger stance for myself didn't really work out. Um, I didn't wear the right clothes when we would meet with dignitaries or... Uh, What'd you wear? Corporation yeah. heads. I'm so curious. Well, example, um, we had a, a Wednesday luncheon and fashion show with uh, De La Renta. Uh, Oscar, Oscar De La yeah. Renta. And I... W- <laughs> <laughs> She's laughing right now. She has a picture in her mind right now. Oh, God. And we'll post it on our page (laughs) if we can find it anywhere. We have these ankle socks. And then these, I think they were Calvin Klein sort of high sandals, but with a spike heel. And I don't even know what I wore, but I'm sure it wasn't anything special. And I walk in, I meet the man. He was a gracious gentleman, and he just looks me up and down and just tilts his head. Like, <laughs> this is Oscar de la Renta. Right. <laughs> like, what? So I slowly back away again. It's sort of like, this is who I am, but it's not acceptable to anybody, mm, right? Oh. So onward and upward, everybody, you know, I'm sitting with presidents. I'm sitting, you know. Um, funny story with Gerald Ford. Mm. <laughs> you guys, I wish everyone could see. I you right know. Now, you guys, <laughs> I have. Yeah, we go to the White House and we meet the family, and um, I'm so overwhelmed. Again, I'm a kid, maybe 19. Um, I take a break and I go towards the kitchen and there's Jack Ford and he says, trust me, I get it. I mean, it was the sweetest. How old was he at the time? I think he was a young guy. I mean, obviously older than I was was at the time. Yeah, but just such a sweet guy. You know, you want to hug him, but he's the president's son. Yeah. So I go back into the room. We all have our um, hellos and the tours and... And we have dinner that night, and I'm sitting next to Gerald Ford. Who made that seating chart? Me. <laughs> right. Oh, it, there was no Me. seating chart. You just yeah. decided to sit down next to the president. <laughs> Why I, not? And I think to myself, oh, my gosh, that so we're talking. And I lean over, and I said, you can call me Polly. And he said, great, you can call me President Ford. <laughs> oh, and I thought to myself, another foot in mouth. Oh, Paul, my geez, God. Louise, you know, I love that, though, Paul. I, I, I actually do, too. Yeah. And, and just so now, now, at this point in my life, I can say, had I been my age now, I would have loved it. Right. But back then. Back then, I had no confidence. I had no support. I had no experience, nothing. Yeah. yeah. So like, oh my It was my all gosh. overwhelming. Right. Over. Sure. It's overwhelming. Right. And being a woman. Yeah. You, you know, a yeah. girl, basically. Yeah. Um, so lots of stories like that. Um, and the alcoholism, I think, you know. I was just going to ask yeah. that. Like, yeah. did, because of that whole scene, then did alcohol become a way for you to cope? And of course. I mean, I think of alcoholism or addiction as like, I, I don't know what to feel. or I don't know how to feel all these feelings. Mm-hmm. And so I can just escape. like soften and numb and escape. And basically that's how it started. Yeah. But as the, the years progressed, Ben sort of um, distanced himself. I felt more alone. Um I actually got pregnant and he didn't want the baby Mm. and I'm a nice Catholic girl. Mm -hmm. So, and I, I label this as really the, the turning point for me. Um, I was 21 and I thought this was great. This would be, you know, this is what we need. Give you purpose. Right. Um, but no, that wasn't the case. And so, um, he wanted me to terminate, 
And I, being a Catholic, that's what I remember. You save your marriage before your children. Mm. You can always have more kids, which sounds pretty shitty right now. But that was what I remembered at the time. Um, I grew up with nuns and priests. And, mm-hmm. um, so when that happened, I think it just exacerbated my drinking. I didn't you want bet. to feel anymore. You bet. Right. So all the press junkets, all the after tournaments, um, the the reporters would follow me. And it wasn't public, by the way, but um, which is another problem. I keep all that inside. Sure, and so now sure. I have to deal with that, right? So the press running after you down the um, fairways, chasing you, chasing you, trying to get stories. What do you think? What do you? How do you feel? What were they chasing every wife or just you? Was me. there something about you, your you look, your beauty, your darling. energy? Well, and that was part of it too, because Ben came on the tour with such a bang. Um, he was a national amateur. Then he won the first tournament. He uh, played as a professional. And then um, he was like the one to watch. Yes, yeah. he was the guy. And he then was he had this exciting. gorgeous young wife. Yep. And, and then, so you were this. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of how, I mean, there are tons of stories and we don't have enough time. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, yeah, it was, it was just relentless. And so mm. I used alcohol. Sure. And eventually drugs. Because if I drank a lot, then I could do cocaine Mm. to get back up, right? So it was this vicious circle, right? I had to be, I had to numb my feelings, but I had to be on point. Yep. So how do I balance? Right. How do I balance that? So you found it through. So I found it through that. Um, How many years were you in that cycle? Alcoholism, uh, pretty much 20 years. 20 years. The drugs, not so much. Um, That was short lived, thank God. But um, yeah, and then that dissolved. I got deeper into my addiction. The marriage dissolved. So how long were you married to him? How many Almost years? 10 years. Yeah. Almost 10 years. Okay. Mm-hmm. So from about 17 to 27, right. you were with him. Yep. And there's a story about the ending, right? The Well, the media story about him being playing in the Masters. Oh, God. That was awful. Yeah. Mm. Well, he had a girlfriend I didn't know about. And that, that's another story. I would mm. find panties in my house. She would leave. Yeah. Mm. You know, just really, I mean, it was torturous. It was, it was not, I mean, it was it's toxic. Right. Toxic. Yeah. Mm-hmm, and it sure. was almost like they were trying to hurt me. Sure. Right. So when you feel that way that, and you have nowhere to go and no support system, you just get deeper into what keeps, gives you comfort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't other people. It was drugs and alcohol. Right. So you can see that that was sort of a big, um, big part of my life at that time. Um, yeah, he won the Masters. I was in St. Bart's. So you weren't that at the Masters. That, no, he asked that me not the, to come. He asked you not yeah. to be there. And his whole family was there. He won. And I know she was there. Uh-huh. Um, and I actually went into a little bit of a depression thinking, I mean, it was my fault. I should have gone. I should have overridden that demand, I should have gone just to save it's my face. It's easier said than done though, right? Right. Oh, yeah. And at the time, you know, yeah. you've been sort of brutalized for the last six years. You yeah. just think, you know, I'm done. Do what yeah. you want to do. Yeah. And then he wins the fucking He wins. <laughs> he wins. Right. <laughs> right. right. Your whole life, you're working to that. Right. And then it happens and you're not even there. So, yeah, I, mm. I beat myself up over that, and that was a big deal. They they thought, I mean, the press thought, because I was gone, she was there, that was what helped him win. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. no. Was, I, I couldn't win, no matter what. Oh, Polly. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah. Lots of stuff. So... Do we need to get like clear the room here? Yes. For me? <laughs> Exhale, everyone. Exhale, Exhale it out. It's all yeah. done, and yeah. we're all good. Yeah, um, life moves on. Right, and every time I see Ben, to this day, I just run up and hug him, mm. and he's taken aback because he still has those stories in his head mm-hmm. that he may or may not have processed. I don't know, but mm. I don't care. I just. Love him up. You're still kind and loving. Yes. Well, because 
he was a big part of my life, yeah. right? I would not have traveled the world. I would not have gotten the education. I would not have met the people, had the experiences that mm. I had. Mm-hmm. I mean, who else? Had I gone to college then, it would have been different, right? Not to say that going to college was the wrong thing, but I got a worldview world education. education. She sat next to Gerald Ford. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean. So, yeah. So I love, can I just pause? I yeah. love how you, this is who you are. The light and the dark, you honor both of them. Yes. Right there, like in that description, you are able to see that. And I'm sure at the moment, maybe not, mm-hmm. but looking back, you're like, yes, but this is the light from right. that period in my it was challenge. Life. And right. there was amazing yeah. growth and right. opportunity. I mean, just like I said in the intro, you know, our, we're, we're so lucky to have experiences. That's the privilege of being a human, being human. Yeah. right? I agree, Polly. When that you quote live is in, so you. Yeah. When you live in fear, what? Your world is about the big as a thimble. Yeah. yeah. And so you're not just your body, but your brain. Yeah. Never gets to work the way yeah. it, it was meant to. Um, okay. So Ben leaves the scene. Yes. <laughs> Polly is. When, so Polly is on her own, but when does the modeling career come in? Oh, well, I did that a lot as a kid. Okay. Right. At 16, I was doing it. Right. My mom was a model. I worked for Barbizon in New York City. Um, during my marriage with Ben, I did little bits of uh, mostly commercial work, print ad stuff, because I was kind of built that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I so afterwards is where I got into more film and more commercial. After Ben, right? Mm-hmm. After Ben, um, but I, in between then, <laughs> I got married again. Okay. You, you might think I'm sort of a serial wife, but I like to think of it as if this is not working, then it's not working. I'll just go find some, something more, something better, right? Um, I would not call that a serial wife. I'm, I would call that in someone who believes in love yes. and who believes in happy endings, right? Like you don't give up on it. Like someone said that, you know, instead of looking at someone who's had multiple spouses is like, what's wrong with them versus right. like, no, they don't give up on love. Right. Like they believe that there can be something more and right. better. And that's what I feel. And they're, and they're willing to go and down And they're the willing path. to right. be Find courageous right. and not stay in a small box. Right. And that's the way I, I have thought, you know, people used to tease me about Elizabeth Taylor and I'm like, Good for her. She never gave up Seven on love. Husbands, right? right? Yeah. Sorry for you, but good for her. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just, yeah, I, I, it's just was my path and, and I own that and I accept it. I don't regret a freaking minute. Lovely. Not a minute. And here's beautiful. why. Jack, my second husband, I had a beautiful baby. Mm. My only child, Callan, mm. who's the love of my life. And because of her, as you can imagine, Kind of cleaned up my act. I got mm. sober. So um, I thought about my mother being an active alcoholic, my grandmother who died of cirrhosis of the liver, my uncle who died of organ failure due to alcohol and drugs. I mean, it was rampant. In your family. Oh, right. Yeah. So when you have a child, your life, obviously, you both, we all know that. It's no longer just about you, right? Mm-hmm. So I always tell Callan, she saved my life. She doesn't like to hear that now, but mm. she did. So as soon as you learned you were pregnant, was that the moment that you got right. sober? No. <laughs> I was sober for two years. Prior? Nope. Oh. As soon as I learned I was pregnant, no drinking, no drugging. And then after breastfeeding, I went back. Okay. And the thing about addiction is it's a progressive disease. You all might know that, yeah, right? Yeah. So it's that monkey on the back waiting doing push-ups, waiting for you to come back. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get weaker or subside. It gets stronger. Mm. And so when you go back to that, it's like you never left. Right. So and sometimes it's more intense, right? Exactly. Yeah. If you've taken a break. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's kind of what happened. And then at some point in time, and that's another story. Um, Have you written a book? I'm She's working right. on that. Okay, good. Because I like, oh, I'm like, uh, we need this in a book. The stories are, and you know, I, I, everybody has all these crazy times in their lives, 
But I, I really want to balance that out. I've had such incredible, joyful things in my life, really. Um, I, I tend to talk about this drama because I am an actor after all. But <laughs> this drama. Um, but, but again, you, it's, it's just the, real though. It's, yeah. And you see the, you see the joy. Oh God. Almost more clearly because of the experiences you went yeah. through. I feel like you appreciate that. I and that's something you and I've always felt with you. Yeah. When Polly comes in the room, you're just like, what is she excited about? Because look at her, she's excited about something. And then, yeah. and you, and you get passionate about like the projects you're working on. Yes. You don't do anything no. small. No, no. And I have to be careful because I do a lot and, and I have to learn to balance, you know, yeah. that's what I'm feeling like in my sixties now. It's just about the balance, right? Where's right. my hat at? Can I say no? And will I be okay mm. with that? Of course I will. Will this kill me? Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> will this bring me joy? Oh, yes. So, you know, for me now it's about balance, um, which is a very Gemini thing to do. Yes. Mm. Um, so I, I went into a treatment program. And so your daughter's about two. two. No, actually, she was seven. She was seven. Okay. So okay. it was about a five-year period. Five-year period where it was, I was pretty reckless, irresponsible. Um, never got arrested. Didn't lose my car. My, had money in the bank. Didn't lose my house. My daughter was safe. Still healthy. Yep. But reckless behavior. Didn't even have a one-night stand. Oh, yeah. Well I know, right? <laughs> I think I missed out. But, but I had lots of relationships, maybe mm. just for a week, but lots of relationships and lots of fun and uh, words for the, the, the American statesman, the newspaper there as a photojournalist and uh, started to teach theater and I did all kinds of You were of a functional mm. alcoholic. Right. Yes. You were fun functional yes. Fun. Yes. alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. And at some point in time, I, that wasn't the case. It mm. wasn't that much fun anymore. It took everything I had to get up in the morning. Keep and, it up. Right. And that's when you know, I mean, I see that now, but at the time it's like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I do this? And the way I found that 12 step program was a friend. And well, I first looked in the phone book because I knew mm. I needed help. Mm. And those were when we had phone, phone books. books. Back. Yeah. <laughs> the young There's woman no Google in the search. office yeah. isn't sure what she's talking about. <laughs> and I looked up AA, I went, saw a friend there. She walked me around the parking lot. I came back, went to happy hour with the girls. So I thought, well, that didn't do anything. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh. So you went to your first meeting and, and was like, what was after? I doing? Let's go for a drink afterwards. I listened intently, thought I might get it through osmosis, right? But no, that didn't happen. <laughs> So it was another probably six months and then kind of hit the fan was Callan's first day of school Mm. and I'm in the carpool line throwing up. Yes. So that's really your moment. That was your rock bottom, would you say? Yeah, it was for me because everybody, I knew everybody in the carpool line and they all came up and are you okay? Yes, I have the flu. You know, when you're an addict, alcoholic, you you're you're a liar and a thief, mm. and I don't mean th- stealing money or st- but you steal love, you steal trust, you steal faith, right? Uh, oh, and wow. you lie. Uh, yeah, it's a really horrific thing. Um, so I lied, right? And then I go home and I'm miserable because I lied. And um, then I made a phone call. I was in treatment in four days. Um, and didn't think I could make it through, but I kept thinking, what do I substitute? What do I substitute? So I started running. Mm. Which is classic too, yep, right? Yep, like you yep. give up one addiction, right. you just take another I'm one. Right, right. So, um, so anyway, that was sort of how it happened. And I, as you mentioned earlier, Kate, I went head first, full force in to in recovery. It, right. Yeah. I did everything. Um, and, and yeah, 27 years, I'll be celebrating this summer. Yay. That's amazing. Yay. Yay. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's and, so big. But it's, it's nuts. You know, the, uh, I still have to maintain that like anything else, you yeah. know, whether it's a psychologist license, an attorney's, you know, degree, you still have to take continuing education. Yeah. 
I do too. Oh, yeah. that's such a good analogy. Yeah. yeah. It's not a one and done. Yeah. It's every day. It's every day. It's a commitment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I think if you look at the things you love in your life, you have to commit to those every day. Yeah. And I know for me, you know, I'm a nutcase sometimes in a good way. Yes, you are. And I, I can get lost. So it's good for me to have, you know, get up and make my bed mm-hmm. and say my prayers and write my gratitude list because I, I can, you know, fall off the wagon pretty easy. So, so can I um, ask you what advice would you have for people? Because I do think addiction it comes in so many different forms. It's not just alcohol or drugs, but it's, you know, it's any way of numbing out, like not right. really wanting to feel. And so right. as I'm sitting across from you, this super vibrant, alive, awake, like twinkle in your eyes, woman, right? And clearly when you were in the throes of addiction, you were numbed, right? You didn't want to let all of this vibrancy come out. Like, what do you tell people? Or, I mean, I think even speaking to post-COVID or in COVID, Mm -hmm. so many people have numbed out. Mm -hmm. I mean, what would you say what your numbed out life was like and now what your vibrant awake like is like? And well, that word, vibrant awake, or those words, I think, um, explain a lot. You yeah. know, when I'm numbed out, I'm not alive, I'm not awake, I'm going through the motions, right? Yeah. And we did that during COVID, no matter how hard Absolutely. we tried. Yeah. Yeah. We went through the motions. I'm an extrovert, clearly. <laughs> I'm married to an introvert. The, you know, pandemic, he's been waiting for the pandemic his whole, his whole life. life. Yeah, <laughs> so many introverts were, I think. Yes. Gave them a lot of permission it, they just they embraced to it. Right. be quiet and right. be inward. And it was an okay to be who you were, yes. right? Mm. So people like us, extroverts, I hung on and I just got busy, right? But after a year, I started feeling depressed. Didn't know why, didn't know what was really happening. Maybe trouble sleeping. I couldn't figure out what was really going on. I'd go up to people, they'd say, no, 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 six feet, six feet. And you're a hugger. Right. So- And as she said earlier, a licker. A licker. I'm a licker, (laughs) yeah. Kiss, lick. (laughs) My girlfriends used to just pull away from me all the time. I'm all over I bet you hated masks. (laughs) (laughs) And because of my- You have these beautiful teeth and smile too. Like hide, it it would hide you. Yeah. So I, you know, for me, it's just finding that way, finding what gives you um, some semblance of peace You know, little things for me, as I just mentioned, my gratitude list, it keeps me grounded. You know, I write 10 things every day. Mm. When I, when I um, was in the pro, when I was first sober and Callan was misbehaving at 12 or 10 or 13, I'd call her into the kitchen and sit her down and say, what, what do you want, mother? Say, I want you to give me 10 things that you're grateful for. And she you know, balked at first as a tweener will. And um, now she practices that on a mm. daily basis because it changes you, literally changes you. You're humbled, you're grateful, and you don't have to be a celebrity w- sitting with the president. You know that was an experience, but it means nothing yeah. in the big scheme of thing, right? It's the daily joy. Right. Yeah. So what can I do today to serve? And, and Betsy, you do this, right, with your... Yoga practice. Yeah. I find myself holding my heart because of your mm. seminar. Mm. That's six Tuning weeks. Tuning into yes. the Tantor seminar. Somebody, yeah. we were somewhere, and I, I think I was at the dentist. <laughs> <laughs> and it was whatever it was. And I, ha- she said, just relax. And immediately your my hands, hands went, went heart. right to my yeah. heart. And I didn't notice that at first until it was over. And I thought, God, I'm holding on awful tight. And it was just Mm. that calming. Yeah, it's like you tune into yourself. But you said that. Yay. You said that. It's one of my favorite things to do. I always have my hands (laughs) over my heart because I'm always like, what's my heart telling me? What's my heart (laughs) telling me? I love that. Absolutely Mm. love that. I love that too, Polly. Yeah, yeah. So I think for me, that gratitude... um, makes me feel that mm-hmm. right right and it's, it's scientifically one of the things that brings people happiness right yeah. gratitude because it's not external it's all, it's all yeah. inside yeah right. 
Yeah. And that, and if we go full circle, cause this is what I always love to do in these interviews, like early on, it was the external, the trappings, right? right. Um, and yet you weren't really, <laughs> yeah, you weren't really happy. You were sort of numbing yourself out in overwhelm, mm-hmm. right? It looked like you had everything, this like rich, famous husband, and you were on the tour and you were meeting presidents and high, Slippery. like high society people. And, Limos, and there, the, the amount of happiness there, right, is, w- doesn't even match where you are at no, this stage right. in your life. And I, I think also, you know, when you're that young, you, I mean, we've all heard those stories of child celebrities in yeah. Hollywood, right? That was me. Yeah. I just wasn't prepared. I, yeah. You know, and I and I I don't mean to say my parents pushed me, but they encouraged me. Yeah, your dad was pretty happy about. Yeah. Right. It was it was their definition of success. Right. Not because yours. it's what everybody sees on the outside. The fact that I was dying inside, oh. not nothing, right? So oh, that is the wild wow. woman, right? Like that—that—that that, that yeah. you've conditioned yourself to be in a box that looks really good on the outside, and people are pleased with you, and but you're dying on the inside. Just yeah, yeah. and the alcohol fueled that, right? Or 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 calmed that, numbed, numbed you out. that, yeah. That, yeah. Because there was that conflict inside so much me, pain. right? Yeah. Too much pain. And again, you know, I didn't do anything drastic, but I was irresponsible and reckless. Um, falling yeah. off bar chairs, you know, I, I it's just. Yeah. It's part, so of, part, of, part of your path. <laughs> part of your path. Okay, I think, you, I know what you're going to ask, you know Kate. This is the perfect time to ask this question. So we t- we've, we've asked every guest to, to think about exploring what being a wild woman means for you. Mm-hmm. First of all, do you consider yourself yes, wild, Polly? You? And everybody else considers me that way. Ah, yeah. So this has kind of been, it's been with you your whole life. You've always, it like you've always. And and the meaning might be different for other people than maybe it is for you today. Right, because they see someone who jumps out of planes, right? I skydive, I scuba dive, I, I just, I do all of that because, I mean, I don't know how many times my siblings have said, what are you five (laughs) (laughs) or don't you think you're a little too old and i i i i swear at first you're taken aback thinking wait am i and then you're saying yeah of course i'm I'm, you know or no i'm not so i start just started ballet Uh, right yeah i mean i love it right why not do whatever makes your heart feel good Mm. My grandfather at 75 um, took, started tap dancing because yes. he uh, was like, I don't think I have that long. So I want to learn to tap I've dance and play been. the saxophone. Those were the two <laughs> things I'm that he so used. about that. Yeah. Right. So about right. that. Mm. I love it. Okay. okay Kate, ask so the question. in the infamous book, Women Who Run With Wolves. Which do you have? No. Okay. We're, we're getting, we're getting it for you. you. Don't okay. you worry. Um, she talks about how there are a few precious doors into the world of the wild woman. Hmm. She writes, if you have a deep scar, that is a door. If you have an old, old story, that is a door. If you love the sky and the water so much you can almost not bear it, that is a door. And if you yearn for a deeper life, a full life, a sane life, that is a door. So which door do you think you took into your life as a wild woman? And it maybe it's more than one, but what one speaks to you? Well... They all sort of speak to me in some way, because I can resonate with all of them. The, the sky and the the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you said skydiving mm-hmm. and scuba yeah, diving. Yeah, I, I need air. Mm. I need space. Um, and the last one, a sane and peaceful life. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you yearn for a deeper life, a full life. A deeper life, a full life. But you know, I think being sane is a little overrated. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes you do and i love that i agree with you i agree cuckoo. with you mm-hmm. i agree with you or defining sane differently right yeah right but yeah. for me you know i have my moments 
I am a little cuckoo, but I hope that I'm loved because of it. Um, I just think you're unique. You're you. You're yes. you're not afraid to let people see you. That's what I just yes. feel so clearly. Like yeah, like she's, she's doing unzipping. the mess. She's unzipping and opening. Right. Like let the world see me. Like yeah. what do I have to hide? Why do I have to hide? I'm just gonna be as and and in full your, and wild and, as I can. And in your formative years, you were not allowed to do that. So now I feel like when you broke through, you are bigger and brighter and. Happier. happier and happier and you know there's that saying about the catholic girls and i think it's i'm one right yes. there you go right mm-hmm. and i don't know what's that the that, saying i don't know it i'm not catholic what is it well you say it <laughs> well is you know what they say about catholic girls that have been sort of uh not repressed but put in a box their whole life. yes they get a little wild yeah. mm. and i'm rebellious yes mm-hmm. i say yes too i, I mm-hmm. I'll, I'll own that yeah yeah right yeah. Didn't hurt anybody. I'm good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm gonna say all of those doors. I think um, you meet all of those. The 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 sky is a big thing for me. I can only sit so long. Um, inside before I need to get out. Yeah. Which I think coming to Iowa was a little bit of a people were a little concerned about that. But if the sun's out, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of sky here. 20 below or yeah, there's a lot of 90 sky. degrees. I'm out. Yeah. So you have found love again. Yeah. Tell us about that and where you are in your life today and being a grandmother. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, I met John on a blind date. Never been on a blind date before in my life. This is a funny story. Mm. Did I ever tell you this, Kate? I think you did. So I was in Austin. I'm selling real estate. How old are you? I this am. Point? I was good. Forty-seven. Yeah. <laughs> I'm forty-seven. I'm forty-seven. Yeah, you. Good number. Um, and I have a friend who was a hairdresser, and he would call me and he'd say, "Polly." There's a guy that lives in my complex, and he's really cute. I think he travels a lot, and I think you should go out with him. And I'm like, no, Josh, I'm busy. (laughs) Call me another time. Bye. So we hang up. Calls me again the next week. Paul, there's this guy. Blah, 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 blah. The same thing. No, hang up. It must have happened five times, right? So finally, the last call, I said, Josh, what is it mm. about this guy? Why do you keep pushing me? I don't do blind dates. I'm art, you know. He says, well, I was actually asking for me. Oh. <laughs> I want to know if he's straight or gay. <laughs> oh. I said, now, if you had told me that in the beginning, I would have totally done that. Right? Totally. Because it would be fun <laughs> for your friend. Yeah, right? right? Right. You would have loved that. Job. I would have loved it. Yeah. So I go out, yeah. So it turns out I, I go out with him and, and um, yeah, he's straight. <laughs> <laughs> and Josh was disappointed for him, but happy for me. Aww. So yeah, yeah, it was a good story. And, and John, um, he's an introvert, pro athlete, uh, strangely similar to my first husband. Um, six foot five, beautiful man, um, world traveler, lived all over the world. Um, and we now don't get me wrong. Marriage is hard, right? Mm -hmm. Even at even the best marriages are hard, right? Yeah. It's something you work at, but this is number four ladies. Mm. And I think I'm done. Mm. (laughs) So I I don't. You found a good one for number yeah, four. I found huh? a good one. And I told him, there's no chance I'm going to leave. I've taught you way too much. And I'm, <laughs> I've not, trained you so well. Right. I Put not, way too much effort into right. this. I am not going to give this up to someone else. So we're in it to win mm. it here. Yes, you are. And he's a good guy. He supports me. He um, He's getting better at listening um, <laughs> and looking and seeing. He's getting better every day, just like I hope I am. Mm. Right. Yeah, so growing together. Right. Lovely. And it's about... You know, again, it's all about the balance. And if if it's not working, you need to fix it. Speak up. Work on it. So, And I, I probably didn't do a lot of that um, mm. in my earlier relationships. So I'm really grateful. He's a good guy. 
Yes, he is. Yes, he's, I know. Yes. So you, we, we want to hear because for, and we'll put this in our show notes, you are, I've learned today, working on this book. When's it going to come out? And you're also an advocate for clean water. And she's got a, mm-hmm. a we all fish shirt on today, you know. So tell us about all of this. So. Um, like what yeah. you're busy with. Well, uh, of course, training is what I love to do. I'm a health fanatic, so personal training is a big deal and I've been doing this for 12 years um but I also I when I moved to Iowa funny story we live above the Iowa River and I said to John oh so exciting we get to play in the river and he said oh no we don't it's toxic and Mm -hmm. I said wait what do you mean so he proceeded to tell me the story about um, the, the runoff, et cetera, et cetera. And so immediately I searched for something that I could help with in terms of, mm, uh, you know, advocating for clean water. And I met with a guy, Marty Lenz, who um, is executive director out at Cedar Rapids Airport. And he had this idea called Wings to Water that we would bring about awareness um, contribute to projects around Lynn County and Johnson County, raise the money, except, you know, how a nonprofit does. And so we're doing that. Beautiful. Um, but we coined this phrase that we're all downstream because everyone says, oh, it's not my problem, right? If, in fact, Iowa is, this is true, the biggest contributor mm. to the Gulf uh, dead zone. Yeah. Mm. I did not know that. Yeah. I'm, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. Not it's a good bad. thing. Oof. So we think the people above us are okay. So everybody moves up there. We got clean water. That's not true. So everybody needs to take part in advocating for clean water. So yeah, that's sort of my big passion. So what can like listeners do or what can we do in terms of, because I I, I also just want to tell you, um, we all live downstream. Mm -hmm. There's sort of a a spiritual idea that I have sort of taught on for a long time that like everything we want is downstream. (laughs) Like it's not like if you... like we we often get in a boat and we paddle upstream, like trying to get to where we think we got to go and we got to overwork and we got to overdo. But the the reality is like actually everything you want is downstream. So if you like let the oars go, and you let life take you, and you surrender, boom, you end up where you need to go. So I love this on multiple levels mm-hmm. that it's not just you know about clean water, but it's also like energetically right. and life like right. we have to think about it's community fluid. community yeah. it's fluid we, yeah. we have to learn to be fluid and that's probably what part of this is i mean yeah. people need to recognize water is we're two-thirds water you know we're Ourselves. made up as a yeah. human mm-hmm. being if you're going to put toxic water in your sit in your body yeah what's gonna happen right yeah. so it's not just about the environment it's about us too yeah so what we can do is just pay attention to certain projects the conservancy um this wings to water there's there so it's wings what wings, wings to number the number two. water.org right. dot org um you can contribute everything goes a hundred percent to these different projects around iowa it's about the mississippi watershed that goes from Iowa all the way down to the Gulf. So we're trying to get airports on board so mm. they can bring about awareness. We get money, um, round up money when you're at the- Like the grocery store and they say, what do you give? Or, or at, at the airport. At the airport. Yeah. At the so airport. When you, whenever you fly mm-hmm. out of the Eastern Cedar, Airport, yeah. you can round up and there's signage. Contributing. Yeah, yes. so think about it when you fly. Yeah, Beautiful. it's just about funding projects. People want it. Yeah, but they don't know how to do it. So if you can give a few pennies, some change, a few dollars or more, Beautiful. We, can, we can get that going, especially in Iowa and let Kim know that we're serious about this. Yeah. Right. Great. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay. So we end with <laughs> rapid fire questions. Are you ready, Polly? Are you, are you ready, ready, Polly you Price? Are, you are so ready. <laughs> She's so ready for this. <laughs> Because right. <laughs> she's so excited over there. <laughs> Woo. All right. PJs are in the buff. Buff. Oh, I love that. God. <laughs> that wasn't even a question. Ink. So tattoos or virgin skin? Virgin skin. Virgin skin. Milk chocolate or dark? Dark. 
you've already talked about this today, skydiving or scuba diving. Oh, sky. Really? Yes. You love them. You do them both, I do them but both. you really love the sky. There's something about air I can breathe. Yeah. I want to do it. I actually do want to jump out of a plane someday. It's, Will you, you go do with it me? At least twice. Okay. Cause the first time you're so you're full so of freaked. Yeah. You don't, don't remember. remember. Ah, Second time, you're much more aware. You get to watch your altimeter. Everything is beautiful. Mm. Then you can fly. How many times have you done it? Three times. Three times. I love mm. it. I took my daughter on her 18th birthday. Oh. For surprise and kicked her out of the plane. I said, fly, little pumpkin, fly. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it. All right, head or heart? Heart. Beach or mountains? Beach. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Sex in the morning or yes. sex at night? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 I love it. Makeup or au natural? I like a little makeup. Yeah. Because it's for me, not y'all. For me. Beautiful. Oh, you are an absolute delight. <laughs> and I've, I've felt that for years, but just having this conversation and understanding your path and, and the beauty that you give the rest of the world because of your path, because oh. of what you've experienced. And that quote about experience being the privilege of being human is such a gift for all of us today to think about. So oh, thank you, Kate. Thank you for being here. You're a good energy, Polly Price. <laughs> Love to <laughs> be around you. So nice. So nice. Thank you. Thank you. And now the amazing singer-songwriter Lissy Morris with Wild West. Thanks for joining us today. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Come back and rewild with us again next week. <laughs>